2: Welcome back to another episode of Dangerous World, everybody. I'm going to keep this intro short and sweet because I got a lovely five-star review from a Swedish lady. I think it's a lady. It goes by Princess Jellyfish, so I don't mean to misgender here, but I appreciate the five-star review saying five stars for the topics and interviews, but too much talk in the intro before the podcast actually starts. I can agree with that, and I accept what you're saying here. You've been heard. I bet you didn't mind me uh, talking about your uh, review there, though, up front. Hopefully not. I really appreciate the feedback. You have been heard. Now, with that being said, last time me and these two gentlemen got together, you guys loved the conversation. I'm talking, of course, about James Grundman of the band Nephrectomy, really, really nice dude, fun cat to talk with, and then also his buddy who he introduced me to, Phil Fairbanks, who is a very talented researcher and author. He's got an awesome website called philfairbanks.com. It's P-H-I-L, Fairbanks, exactly like the city um, in Alaska, I think he said. Now, um, I recommend you check this site out. Support his work. He's got some incredible articles on here. Um, MK Ultra Archives, uh, some wild, wild stuff that this dude. Sex crimes against children of three hundred percent with Apple's link. Um, yeah, really, really good stuff here. James Webb and the in institutional infrastructure that led to MK Ultra. A lot of MK Ultra focused stuff. And uh, just really is doing some cool stuff. He actually has an article here too. The Moonies, the CIA, and the Shinzo Abe assassination. So pretty cool stuff. Uh, I appreciate the chance to talk with somebody like this. He's got a few books. Pedal Gate Primer was the one that we spoke about last time. And in this one, towards the end, probably in the Patreon portion actually, he talks about more of the Kai the Hitchhiker Uh, Case, which is a very tragic situation. So we had a lot of fun here, and I can't move on without telling you all to check out James Grunman's work, uh, nephrectomyslam.bandcamp.com. You can check out all of their albums there. They've got some merch. They've got some cool stuff. Cool artwork, probably not for my more Christian listeners. I will say that right up front here, but uh, awesome work and a, a talented musician he is. So uh, check out these guys work and uh, continue leaving those five star reviews and talking shit because I appreciate it a lot. OK, um, I'm going to read a couple other reviews in the next episode because uh, some ladies are sticking up for me more often than the uh, cuck dudes are. So once again, women showing that they're stronger than the bitch ass men in this community. So with that being said, enjoy this conversation between me and two awesome dudes. We had a fun one here uh the patreon will have about 45 minutes of additional shit for you guys so thanks so much for the support see on the other side here all right what's up everybody we've got another fun little chat with these two awesome dudes who i talked with a little while ago and you all seem to like it a little bit so wanted to run it back and have some more fun um james what's going on with you dude you're pulling double duty so i wanted to hit you first
0: Awesome. Yeah. What's up? Just closing up at the head shop. Okay. And busting out some podcasts. Uh, nothing much. Um, my band, I, I do vocals in a band nephrectomy. Um, we are going to be playing LA extermination fest, uh, September 23rd and 24th. I think we play the 24th and then, uh, we're going to be announcing a big tour in November. Uh, other than that, um, got a podcast in the works. Um, I'm going to be yeah. doing at least partially with uh, my fellow co-host, uh, Phil here. Um going to be calling it MK Elvis. Just uh, <laughs> basically, you know, discussing all the different CIA psyops and culture creation and, you know, all the different pedo operations across the land. But there's none of those. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. We have one. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Yeah.
2: (laughs) No, that sounds like an awesome idea. I know you've been uh, thinking about that for a little bit, man, and I'm excited and congratulations on the tour with nephrectomy. Uh, I'm hoping that you get a lot of good shit going on there, man. That's awesome. And then uh, he introduced me to Phil here, who last time we all talked, man, it was a really, really versatile conversation, I guess would be a way to say it, right? I mean, we were all over the place. And we had a a truly um, one of my very favorite talks of all time on this. Um, You are an author and you you have some really interesting work that you've put out there. And um, I mean, just plug your stuff, man. I'm I'm real honored that you were willing to pop on the show again, dude.
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah, well, um, uh, so far, I'm the author of uh, Pedogate Primer, The Politics of Pedophilia, which uh, covers, you know, institutional pedophilia and trafficking and internet grooming and stuff like The Finder's Cult and Mark Dutrow and Joan Benet Ramsey, a lot of subjects like that. Um, I'll be honest, if you if you are interested in that book, like, uh, don't do what I did, like take breaks, <laughs> yeah. because it is not it is not an easy subject at all. And I nearly ruined my health I'm not even going to lie, like, you know, I was having chest pains and insomnia and night terrors uh, from just months and months of spending all day and night on this. Uh, So don't do that, you know, make sure, you know, be balanced, uh, get exercise, take breaks, watch comedies or whatever makes you happy. Don't spend all your time on this stuff because it can be demoralizing and depressing. And that's, you know, just counterproductive. If you want to make a change in the world, you can't be depressed and demoralized you know you got to keep the hope like and, and and you know not to go too off the topic here but you know I, i'm a firm believer that as long as you have hope guess what by the very definition you are not hopeless now once you give up hope you are hopeless but only for the moment you can always get your hope back so even when you're hopeless you're not truly hopeless so anybody listening i hope you know if you needed to hear that like that's that's you know genuinely uh my belief i've I've been through the ringer myself, and here I am on the other side uh but yeah, at the moment, I'm currently working with a few people's lives uh after a guy you know ran a car into a dude and was throttling a woman's neck, and you know he just ran out there, um, you know, he's got a hatchet on him, took the flat end of the hatchet and wraps him on the head three times um now sadly, after that, he ends up you know. Uh, picked up by a wealthy, well-connected lawyer in New Jersey, and uh, he's raped. Um, and it's, its you know, it's just it's such an awful story. I mean, like, that's bad enough. But this guy who, you know, is connected to everybody in the court, whether it's the public defender or the judge or the, you know, they're, they're all tied together, the prosecutor. And, you know, so there was no way he could get a fair trial. You know, in, in fact, When I first covered this story in 2017, I was thinking this reminds me of the Cleveland Street scandal, Mm. because when Oscar Wilde went to trial, like he couldn't get a fair trial either because everyone in the courtroom was involved in the Cleveland Street scandal, which may have involved Prince Albert as well. And they were trafficking young boys that messenger boys, you know, sending telegrams, you know, I, I mean, they had to have some excuse. For little boys to be going to richmond's house right oh no no i'm a telegram boy right mm-hmm. so that the, that story by the way didn't come out for 80 years uh but when it did like it turns out that like hamilton Cuff, the judge and and the guy who's representing uh, uh wild and the prosecutor and they're all in the like the 1890s epstein black book right you know, so, you know, uh, that and the fact that, um, I think there's enough evidence to at least suggest the fact that the reason why Oscar Wilde didn't get in trouble as a poor Irishman who was in a homosexual relationship with the son of an English nobility, you know, like you can do that the other way around. English nobility can have sex all the stable boys they want. Sure. But when the stable boy, when the Irish, you know, poor kid who because he's witty is invited to court when he starts flirting with that guy who maybe has had sex with lots of stable boys that's when it's a problem so you know that proved a problem the reason why i think it didn't uh get reported for so long is because of the fact that um i think he had some dirt on people and there was apparently uh, a break-in at his house right before he's arrested so i think whatever uh leverage he had uh you know documents or whatever i think they stole it got rid of it and they're like okay now let's let's send him to america well he, he knows too much right and uh but i was thinking about that and now like in the past few months i've been covering this story five years and i was looking at just the case. i zoom out and all of a sudden i'm seeing you know oh wait the the main prosecutor's first assistant prosecutor uh, had another Union County prosecutor who's working on the Waterfront Commission uh intervene multiple times for his Genovese family-affiliated father. Even during a RICO investigation, this guy was like, no, 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 listen, listen. I know he's supposed to do the interrogation, but I, I, I'm going to do this. Like, this is how it went. You know, this is how things go in Union County. And then on top of that, then I find out, oh, there's also 30 plus years of lawyer predators. We're talking about uh, an assemblyman, a, uh, you know, a state assemblyman, Neil M. Cohen. Um, He was distributing child pornography from his office. He was downloading it at it on a computer paid for by state taxes uh now, of course you know um as as apparently is usually the case in New Jersey, he got a six month suspension and he was sentenced to therapy
2: yeah so we're of yeah. course talking about <laughs> we're of course talking about the Kai case right now, right, yeah, yeah, because... yeah,
1: and that's like the the whole like like I said, Kai's case, I've learned is just a symptom of a much bigger disease that's Absolutely. going on in new jersey and a lot of it's centered in union county
2: well you know it's interesting because you brought it up right away what we were talking about before right the cleveland street scandal and all this mm-hmm. stuff this is what we talked about last time when when the three of us got together and it's uh it's very very interesting that a lot of this stuff seems to be focused on underage sex some sort of trafficking in one way or another and it's, you know, something I've been looking into a lot lately, personally, is uh, black magic and the um, undertones of trafficking and all of the wild stuff that happens. And this pizza gets stuff all the stuff that we talk about. Do you, Philip uh, and James, I'd be interested to hear what both of you guys think about the idea that black magic is actually kind of a culprit to the trafficking and the control that these handlers have over the
0: victims? So. It's really funny that that's the way place that you took it because that's what exactly popped in my head (laughs) right as you brought that up was I think that there's a spiritual level to all of this. You know, like I don't think that these are ordinary people. Ordinary people don't like hurting something so innocent like that. It's such a creation of negativity and evil, you know, that (sighs) there's just an inhuman element to it. And uh, have you ever listened to like a uh, Jerry Marzinski? He was like a, a, a psych- psychotherapist actually from Arizona, but he did like 40 years of work, 18 of them in treating the criminally insane in prison. But um, basically he started asking them, you know, he's like, we never asked these schizophrenics, you know, like what the voices say or, mm. and he noticed a power, uh, a pattern between all of them. And, uh, basically, all of the schizophrenic voices did did the same thing. So it, it led him to believe that it's not some hallucination, like we think, that they're interacting with these very real negative entities. And I won't just go into telling his whole thing, but I, I'm honestly to the point where I believe that our world is far more spiritual than we've been led to believe. And that's part of why we're uh, forced into this atheist paradigm so much and fed all this scientism bullshit is because it makes us completely ignorant to to it. Meanwhile, we have all these entities that are around us all the time, subjecting us to all this negativity and suffering and feeding off of our negativity. Mm -hmm. sorry to go crazy right off the bat but no i mean uh, that's exactly what
2: that's the kind of stuff that i was looking into man i mean i I don't think that you're saying anything crazy at all right there it's just maybe something that a lot of people don't think about
1: right The, the the situation with satanism and its connection to like ritual abuse and mind control um there's definitely ties but i think you have to be very very careful because of the satanic panic which by the way I believe it was partially a psyop. And if you read Dr. Ross Chipe's book, you'll see how damaging it was. Real cases of real child abuse were ignored because in in some cases I think it was well-meaning folks. In other cases, I think there were COINTEL pro ops, you know. Uh. I'm kind of torn I'm kind of torn on Ted Gunderson lately because I, I just don't know. You know, I want to believe that he believed and that he wasn't still doing COINTELPRO. But on the other hand, I have to admit that some of the stuff and like, you know, I think, okay, uh, I was reading, uh, Daniel K. Buntovnik, who I highly, highly recommend, uh, uh, anatomy of a crypto fascist sect about the satanic temple right you know they're connected to the process church and all this kind of stuff they're connected to the false memory syndrome foundation when <laughs> i interviewed dr loftus we stayed corresponding for a while she hasn't googled me i guess <laughs> 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 i mean because if so she wouldn't talk to me i'm pretty sure maybe she's going to dude <laughs> yeah triple agent stuff who knows <laughs> but yeah she sent me she sent me something from gray faction which is uh a side project of the satanic temple that's involved in the false memory syndrome uh you know pushing false mem- memory syndrome stuff and um but there's definitely a tie between all this bentovnik points out that like and i think he makes a really good point here sometimes it's just The trappings of Satanism, like, for instance, in MKUltra, we know they were studying trance and possession states. They were studying, um, you know, religious experiences. They were studying, um, you know, uh, witchcraft and and voodoo. They were studying these things. I, you know, I think part of it was because there is real psychological technology Mm. in a lot of what we call magic. And part of that, you know, we were talking about science, you know, science is incomplete. I'm not a reductive materialist. I believe in science. I believe in God. I think that God created the rules. And so he doesn't have to break, you know, he knows all the loopholes. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, that that can happen. See, uh, page 3,700. Yeah, see, that's a rule. When this and this and this collide, then this happens. And it looks like a miracle. It is a miracle because God did it. But I don't think he breaks his own laws of physics. He doesn't need to. He wrote the laws of physics, right? Um, But yeah, the thing about like, when it comes to Satanism, I think some of the satanic trappings are in part a red herring. Some of the people who are Satanists don't look like Satanists or act like Satanists. And some of the people dressed up in black robes and doing these things, um, it's part of a sort of a red herring operation. And they want people to go nuts on that and focus on that and you know basically do some satanic panic stuff and so that they can sound ridiculous okay like yeah. uh like a like-
0: his tv appearances like mm-hmm. it it gave a total like it's like i'm just gonna go out there and be the weirdest fruity dork <laughs> and people yeah, be like yeah. oh he couldn't be doing satanic rituals and sacrificing children he's a dork and it's like well yeah that's what he did on television yeah you know like i, I don't know Jimmy yeah, sorry to interrupt
2: mm-hmm. yeah same thing i mean the guy's goofy as hell doing some dark yeah. stuff behind the scenes right there is something really really important about that because he was the temple of set right uh, mm-hmm. akino was now uh you were mentioning military a dif-
1: psyops as well yeah i yeah, had
2: a military psyops and connected with tavistock i'm sure um you you mentioned a different one it wasn't the church of satan philip it was something different
1: oh was- the satanic temple that Lucy greaves born Douglas, yeah, uh, Mexico, yeah. and who's a yeah, white supremacist? Out, right, right. Yeah, he, he's All these very much hiding it. up his anti-gay, like using the R word, um eugenicist, uh flirting with fascism, very much. Because, come on, I mean, like the uh traditional Satanism of the twentieth century and on is very fascist. Yes, okay. Um, it's about, you know, like, look at, uh, Aleister Crowley, the whole, you know, man has, the, you know, the right to do as he will, to kill as he will, and to, like, dude, so you're saying that because you're you and you're better than everybody else, you can kill and rape with impunity just because you decided to mm. by the might of your will. That's literal will to power. That is, you yeah. know, that's a, magic. A Absolute fascism. And yes, yeah, uh, like, uh, like, some, like, basically, the idea of wanting to, uh, exert control on reality, uh, using your will, like, is kind of a selfish act. Uh, it, well, you know, would that, I, I think it's possible that, like, you know, there are people who believe in white magic or whatever and are trying yeah. to heal and help the world. But if you are just trying to enrich yourself, then, uh, you know, yeah, that's the, it's selfishness and fascism is a lot about selfishness and you know might makes right and that's why you know speaking of might makes right Ragnar Redbeard wrote a very racist uh diatribe back in like the late 1800s or early 1900s that Anton LaVey found very interesting it says terrible things about black people and women of course because it's a early fascist text sure. and uh they still list that as one of their foundational documents um then there's like the fact that the, t- the satanic temple really started like the three guys, Kevin Sollings and Masiko and who's the other guy. Um, anyways, they, they were all starting, like they got together and it started out like, Hey, let's rewrite uh, Mike makes right. It's like, Oh, so you want to update the anti-black people and women book for the 20th century, the 21st century. Yeah. <laughs> sound, sounds good. Mr. Future progressive, dude. He is the Westboro Baptist Church. He is L. Ron Hubbard. Like all this, uh, oh, I'm that, gonna save abortion. That no, church are not. That,
2: that church you mentioned—that's the God hates fags church, right? That's like, yeah, how yeah, people... yeah, okay. yeah, yeah.
1: And just like them, it's it's mainly about donations. It's mainly about donation. If like if you cause a big scene, people will donate because you get you get press. And there's always wild people ready for the worst idea in the world, sure. right? Sure. But yeah, like all these people who like genuinely believe that the satanic panic is going to save abortion and they're giving them tons of money right now. And it's like you guys realize they have never, ever won a case in court like all their litigation fails. Um, it, the one time they settled out of court with Netflix, but that was because it was their intellectual property. They wanted to win that case with yeah. all those. Oh, we do legal activism. No, you don't. You file a case and let it molder. That way you can be we we had a case here and we had a case here and we had a case. Yeah, and you lost them all. You always lose them all. their, their lawyer recently, Hezekiah or has uh can't forget his name, he was censured for like seventeen thousand dollars, you know, for uh, uh it was an ethical uh, issue or something along those lines. But yeah, and who I mean, is this who's this bill that
2: settled out of court? I'm sorry, I missed that.
1: Uh uh, Matt has, uh, he, hold on, uh, Hezekiah, uh, Hezekiah, um, Matthew.
2: Like the okay. group I'm saying that, that you oh, know. Oh, the Satanic
1: filed... Temple, yeah, Okay,
2: yeah. and yeah, I didn't recognize that, but I definitely recognize Lu- mm-hmm. Lucian Greaves. I, I yeah, recognize yeah. him big, he's a guy with a lazy eye,
1: uh-huh, um, or, uh-huh. or
2: some kind of damage to his eye and of some he,
1: sort. And he, he might be related to a Ukrainian Nazi who is the oldest uh, living uh, uh a, a Nazi war criminal who was sent to the US in wow. nineteen fifty three. Like I, I found the documents where um you know it's got his name Karkov or whatever uh Karkol or whatever it is and um, the the maiden name of his wife M Y C E C K O my sicko.
2: Wow. So is that my like sicko. great great white brotherhood <laughs> type stuff?
1: Um you know, he was actually OUN, the Ukrainian Nazis that were doing the, okay. uh, the the purging and the pogroms in Galicia in the Ukraine. And by the way, that's the same guys right now that we're giving $50 billion to. The Azov. Like everybody knows, yeah, Azov is just one of them. They're like multiple neo-Nazi. Actually, neo-Nazi is not the right word because if your battalion started in the 40s, and marched alongside Hitler's troops. I don't Ooh. think you're a neo-Nazi. I think you're an original Nazi. You're a good old-fashioned Nazi. Nazis never ended, right? You know? Like, wow. and by the way, you know, once again, not to go too off uh, off topic here, but does anybody else find it ironic? Like, do you know how many people lost their jobs for playing the made-you look game? Think about it, right? Remember for years, anyone who didn't read BuzzFeed. And ever did this in a picture at their job and was white got got fired. Like there were news stories and news stories wow. and news stories. And guess what? Not everybody keeps up with the latest from Buzzfeed. I'm sorry, Daily Beast. Not everybody cares about your latest scare story. Some people are just normal people who play the made you look game or use a symbol that's been used for hundreds of years, you know? that's incredibly common it's in cartoons and everything and they fired these people oh look he's an obvious white supremacist because he did this and meanwhile let's sp- spend 50 billion dollars of our tax dollars well i mean like yeah he's got a swann and red patch and and a swastika on his forehead but i'm he's not like a nazi you know wow. i mean like yeah he's Man. got nazi emblems tattooed on his face neck and chest but like He's not a real. Come on, man. The the double standard is just, you know,
2: well, it's because I mean, people are willing to give their tax dollars over there because their guy Biden, which, you know, if, if Biden's your guy, that's very unfortunate. But if oh, Biden is saying that this is the move, <laughs> let's give them money, then then people that hated Donald Trump, which, you know, I, yeah. I get it. I get that whole thing. But it's the division of the right versus left, right? I think that we touched on this last time we spoke mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, you push the right all the way to the right, you push the left all the way to the left, eventually they're going to switch sides, and the left has gone so far to the left that now they're on the right, and then yeah. the, the right's doing the same thing. You you were mentioning a lot there, and, and I hope that I touch on all the aspects. Um, there was uh, the the idea of, of like the, the anti-fascism, right? Have you seen Mm -hmm. the witches that are against anti-fascism? It's called WAFT, Witches Against Fascist Totalitarianism. This was something I was looking into with the Black Magic stuff.
1: Were they the ones that... I remember hearing a story about some witches doing curses or hexes against Trump years back. Is that the same? (laughs) There's some very wealthy witches (laughs) based out of Los Angeles. So... Oh, yeah. of course they're wealthy and based in Los Angeles. Wow. Yeah. I take them very seriously. Now, a second ago I didn't, <laughs> but now I know they're wealthy white women. They're all white. They are all white. I guarantee you. They are. They're wealthy white liberals. Um, uh, who, by the way, uh, many of them have illegal immigrants who they underpay because they can underpay them because they're illegal immigrants. Uh, you know, sure. like I love, I love those white women. those are the best those white liberals oh my god i love when (laughs) it's um it's
2: this contest to how woke you can be Uh, you know we had a story here out of portland i believe it was where uh this lesbian bar got shut down because it wasn't woke enough. and it's like dude you are taking jobs from your own community because they're not following your fascist rules nearly enough right it's it's mind-blowing to see this it's a 360 degree firing squad and this happens when You know, people, people are, are, you know, head hunting and trying to be the good guy so much that, you know, again, you end up going so far, you'd be the bad guy. Now, um, I, I wanted to get into some of your, your stuff here. You know, you're talking about, um, all kinds of, of different things that all tie together. Where do you want to kind of focus, um, like kind of what we're going to be getting into here today?
1: Uh, you know, like I said, I mentioned a few topics, whatever seems most, uh, interesting, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whatever we get to. And, and like I said, you know, uh, I like that, uh, this, this convo, like the last one has been kind of, you know, very ADD. I think my yeah. favorite, uh, my, my favorite shows are the ones where like everybody goes off on lots of tangents. Sure. Because, you know, it's just fun to see where it leads. So yeah, no, no, uh, uh, whatever, whatever, uh, sounded like of interest from what I mentioned. OK, um, yeah, no, I just yeah. like to
2: because, you know, when someone puts together a lot of research, I, I feel like I assume and maybe wrongfully so that they want to talk about that specifically. But I mean, I'll stick with one thing that you brought up again, the fascist stuff. Um, There's been a big push for a lot of this real subliminally. I don't know if you've seen the connections between the Bored Ape Yacht Club and the neo-Nazis. Have you yes, seen this?
1: yes. Kaliak and Milady and Ramelia Corporation and the white supremacist, uh, esoteric Hitlerist cult that was misogynist and had a discord channel where they were trying to get underage girls to, to uh, starve themselves and mutilate themselves. And by the way, it turned out to be run by an Indian kid whose uh, parents are friends with Hillary Clinton.
2: Oh, fuck, dude. No shit. I mean, how does yeah, this always lead yeah, yeah. back to pedophilia and the Clintons?
1: Mm-hmm. By the way, Boarding Eight Yacht Club. You ever notice that that monkey's face? Like, put it next to the SS Waffen logo. Yeah, and but... then put that next to then put that next to the Skull and Bones logo. Hey, yeah. I'm beginning to notice a weird pattern here. You I saw know? something. Like, even right down to apparently the the number of the teeth, and there's other like eighteen. It's not, baby. it is not up. Oh, that and the fact that the guy, the guy that uh, did it, apparently, like, did a lot of research on this stuff and wrote about the Kali Yuga. And, dude, it's, it like, it could be a coincidence if mm-hmm. he came up with all that stuff in a fugue state right after having a coma where he forgot his whole previous life. Then it's a coincidence. <laughs> but if that's not when he came up with it, then that stuff is very obviously, like, and and I'm not going to come out and say this guy's a Nazi, like, because this is the thing. I came from, like, 4chan in 2007, like, back when the ironic Nazis and racists were genuinely being ironic, you yeah. know? It was like, ha, 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 I'm saying a ridiculous or outrageous or terrible thing. And, like, it was like a joke. But then, like, around 2010, the site started to slide. And then I noticed by 2011 and 2012, it was overrun by feds. And then, hey, look, all of a sudden, everybody's talking about pole. Wait, are you telling me the Nazis took over right after the feds? Well, isn't that convenient? You know? Wow. Uh, but yeah, no, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know enough about the guy that uh, did the board at op- uh, a yacht club. But yes, apparently he knows about Kali Yuga and knows and studied like uh, the, you know, um, you know, Third Reich art. So he knows what he's doing whether it was meant as a troll or, you know, genuinely, like, you know, uh, there's an artist, Charles Kraft, who uh, did a Hitler teapot and then was later uh, outed as a white nationalist. Um, And a lot of people, oh, look, it's obvious that he was, but dude, if you look at the Hitler teapot, it's ridiculous. He's got like, he's a teapot and the cap looks like a yarmulke and he's got the scary, it's obviously not like, boy, I like Hitler. I want to make him look good. It looks ridiculous. He looks evil. And to top it off, uh, it looks like he's wearing a yarmulke. Just just like hmm. he, had, he had a weird sense of black humor. But so, yeah, I don't know. Like, it could be some weird art thing. It could be some inside joke. Or it could be a Nazi dog whistle. That much I haven't figured out yet. But, oh, absolutely. Uh, somebody got a kick out of, like encoding you know a lot of this like literal nazi stuff into nfts and which by the way i find hilarious because david lynch and jimmy kim like who doesn't do nfts now like all the people who it's, it. it makes me sad like and by the way that's another story i'd like to get into eventually because i started looking and you know why because Open and CCA and all the big media firms, they invest in NFTs already, so they need the stars to, to you know, prime the pump and dump. Uh, well, that's which the is thing. Man. I mean,
2: there was money being thrown around on those. You know, it, it would be one mm-hmm. thing if it was just you know some some dumb thing that didn't take off. But there, I mean, some of these things are going for millions of dollars, right? Steph Curry has that's one. It. Uh, money all kinds laundry. of what's that, james
0: it's money laundering you know oh, yeah. just Absolutely. just yeah, like yeah, yeah. all art
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's only easier now because you don't need to create a piece of art or even have it exchange hands it's like it's beautiful <laughs> like
2: yeah uh, it's it's just very interesting to me that they were using a lot of black influencers right they were using a lot of like i said steph curry um All kinds of hip hop artists and all kinds of different, you know, like I said, black individuals out there talking about these monkeys, right? Which is definitely, and if that was
1: done on purpose, if it was done on purpose, making SS monkeys, like, and then they're like, ha ha ha, let's get black people to promote these, like, that is a, like, that's not trolling. That's just a really sick joke. That's, you know, that, like, hey, I like sick jokes. I I have a dark sense of humor, but that's not funny. No,
0: I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that like the elite have like degraded black culture, you know, oh, yeah. through their culture creation, you know, like mm-hmm. gangster rap or Chicago drill or, yes, you know, absolutely. you never, you never see like oh a black God. actor or black billionaire. And I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like this happens a lot. Like they're, they're putting the limelight to, uh, I don't know, kind of degrade cool. black culture. I feel.
1: Yeah, well, regarding. To be... Go ahead, Phil. Oh, sorry. Yeah, regarding rap, just one quick thing I want to point out. Something that I want to eventually look into. Okay, so in uh, 1979, uh, Sugar Hill Delight comes out from the Sugar Hill Gang on Sugar Hill Records. Right? Uh, they get more and more popular. Uh, then by the 80s, you know, they get so big that I can't remember if it's Sony or Warner is like, "Hey, why don't you sign a distribution deal with us?" And they're like, yeah, we're selling so many albums. We can't distribute them ourselves anymore. You're right. That's a great idea. Well, guess what? It turned out they didn't read the fine print. And it wasn't a distribution. It was a distribution contract. It was, you have just distributed your property to me. I own your intellectual property. And then Sugar Hill Records was no more. Guess what happened the next year? Yo, MTV Raps. Now, in the early 80s, I've got some old hip hop albums. I love Fearless 4, Problems with the World Today. I should have went to night school, maybe learned computers. Wouldn't be having the problems that I am today. Like, hey, that's that's a really positive message. I like that positive message. And then the powers that be, uh uh-oh, the black people are having positive messages. They're telling the kids to go to school (laughs) and not do drugs. I know what we'll do. Let's steal Sugar Hill Records, create Yo MTV Raps, and uh, call it Gangster Rap. We'll convince them rhymes. that misogyny and drug dealing is the only way to be cool. We'll make it so popular that suburban white kids will end up selling drugs, and so it happened. Like literally, when I was when I was in high school in the nineties, like so many white kids ended up in like really bad situations because they wanted to live that. They want to be about that life. Like, it seemed (laughs) cool, you know? Like, I want to be that drug dealer guy, you know? I want to be that pimp slapping a hoe. Dude, no, no, really, you don't. Like, that's no kind of life.
2: My favorite was, like, all the white kids. Like, I I graduated in 2009, and I'm white. I'm 25% Mexican. But all the white kids running around going, G-G-G-G unit, when they're fucking running around with all these kids. Dude, that is the worst type of cultural appropriation. It was so cringy. It was so stupid, dude. And oh like, gosh. you know, not even the black kids or the Mexicans were doing that shit. It was all the white kids, man. And, <laughs> and you know, Eminem was a huge proponent of that. We were talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Will Smith was a huge uh, one that that really propped uh, hip hop up with his clean music. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and then this was something that people were allowed to listen to that were, you know, kids
0: when that was coming out. Yeah. On, on the note of Eminem. And maybe maybe I'm just imagining this. But didn't he get knighted am i am I not remembering that I, I feel like I have a memory of that as a kid
2: knighted where huh. and by the like ground? by the
0: by the queen yeah yeah let me uh or some sort I'll of ribbon like uh,
1: that, that popped in my Eminem head too, breaks any, breaks. any any, any oh, did he oh no wait wait, the detroit rapper would have to re- uh, 2018 claims UK album chart record in kamikaze strike alas the Detroit rapper would have to receive a knighthood and become one of England's the second subject to get the honorific serves so I guess no Uh, yeah. this is from yeah I yeah I don't uh, as far as I can see no but yeah no I mean like it sounds like something that could or would or may absolutely happen like they're gonna wait until Elizabeth dies and then they'll knight it
0: <laughs> i bet before july 5th he was knighted and that's just one of the things that they took out just to make me sound stupid you know <laughs>
2: there's some interesting ones that i'm seeing i'm not seeing eminem uh yeah Mo- a lot of uh english musicians obviously all of the beatles you know but i'm not mm-hmm. seeing eminem that would be funny though <laughs>
0: I mean, but, yeah, anyone that the Queen, the crown is associated with at this point, I just automatically assume, like, it was put out there to darken our souls somehow, you know?
2: Sure, with Tavistock, dude. I mean, that's where all that stuff comes from. All this mind right. control, all this culture, creation, all that stuff is is straight out of Tavistock, man. And Tavistock was tied in with uh, British K-Ultra. Secret.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, and the, the Royal... The royal- yeah, the Royal, uh, the Royal Society, and MK Alter and the Royal Society connections to the Bloomsbury Group and the Fabian Society, who were the original fake socialists, right? Yeah. George Bernard Shaw and all these, like you know, like any British writer that you like or hate between 1880 and 1920, chances are they were a Fabian, and if not, they at least had a few Fabian friends. Um, but like their whole thing was uh that their literal logo was a wolf with a sheep skin on its back right oh my God. like talking about the quiet part out out loud right but yeah no um uh the 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 fabian society the royal society uh tavistock uh tavistock is to me just the british sri the stanford research institute like okay. it's a lot of the same kind of, a lot of the same kind of research, both tied to MKUltra. Um, and I don't yet have the background on the Tavistock MK related stuff. I have been, uh, I've, I've been on a spree of requesting like, you know, archival materials from all kinds of special collections. And I've got uh, a few hundred pages of William S. Burroughs stuff that I still have to get through. Um, I've got a, a bunch of MK Ultra files, uh, that, you know, some stuff related to cults and things Uh, and some of this stuff is on the way and some of it's here and some won't be here until sometime in september but like meanwhile i keep requesting because like sometimes the process takes a little while but oh my gosh i can't wait uh to get a chance to dig through some of all this stuff because a lot of this stuff has probably never been seen by you know 99 percent of people because you know uh, unless you're a very interested historian people don't People don't request files from these archives, mm. you know. Like, there's so much information out there. Uh, so so yeah. Hopefully, uh, I, that that's something I'd like to do over the years for sure. Though, is like fill out some more of the MK old for picture because there's only so much out there. But there's a lot more. There's only so much out there in books, magazines, newspapers, and you know FOIA, Internet. and online. Yeah. But there's a lot more out there that's you know in This this museum or this archive or this university special collection, you know, correspondence between uh, these folks and like, you know, I've seen all kinds of interesting
2: stuff. You need to become a cardinal with the Vatican and then you'll find all that information out. They got all that shit down there. Man, Man, you know, I think Orwell was also a Fabian socialist, if I'm not mistaken, George Orwell.
1: I think so. Yeah, yeah. And so for those that don't know, uh
2: Fabian socialists are basically, they believe in the idea of promoting socialism um, through real sneaky methods. They don't want to take anything over by force. They want to enact policy. That sounds good. Uh, Just think about the UN. Think about how they they have the 17-point plan where they want no poverty. They want to focus on green energy. There's 17 different points of this. They're a Fabian organization to be kind to what they really are i think they're deeper than that now you were mentioning a little bit ago too um you know the idea of of uh i forget what exactly we were talking about but you mentioned like god doesn't need to break the rules and and, and like all this mm, stuff yeah, where yeah. you know miracles can happen but these are all done through whatever created us had you looked into the the cia and the department of defense's document on the gateway process uh, it's called like analysis and assessment of the gateway process. And it's basically um, supposedly a DOD document saying that we are in a simulation and people can access this hologram. Um, you haven't heard of this?
1: Oh my gosh. Is this i uh, I've heard of it, but apparently didn't look into it. No. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
2: It's very, I mean, I printed out the whole thing and who knows what's redacted. I mean, it is online. So, I mean, it's, it's tough to know how legit this is. But, I mean, they talk about methods of, like, shutting down the left side of the brain, which is that logical side, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And um, once they can shut that down with frequency, they can pump things into your right side of the brain. And um, oh, wow. if if people can override this, it's um, it, it's a way that people can, like, astral project and do all kinds of wild shit. Uh, you can basically manifest um, anything that you want. I mean, it kind of gets into, like, the whole Ed Lead thing where he talks about everything's a magnet and if you can reverse the polarity this is when you start talking about like levitation and kind of like breaking those quote-unquote rules of physics and teaming up with that you you have you have this idea too of uh pair the princeton um anomalous research i forget what the e is i think princeton engineering anomalous research that is a wild thing too this is where princeton actually was talking uh, and and doing experiments on people doing like telekinesis and bending
1: spoons yeah, with their yeah, minds yeah, and yeah. shit. Gary yeah. I mean, Geller and this like the Stargate stuff. Yeah, they were working on anomalous cognition. Was one of the euphemisms they called it anomalous yeah. cognition, yes. which in other words means seeing, hearing, and interacting with things that are not physically present. You know, yeah. and you know, I think there was something to that uh and again like i said i believe that a lot of what was considered magic there is something to it but it's hard to quantify and so th- th- that's where you get blind spots in science where some stuff oh that- that's ridiculous we did the test yeah but like part of part of like with sci and things i believe that belief is a strong part of it and that if you have people who don't believe you surrounding you and staring staring daggers uh at you that in some cases that that you know like you know uh, and, and once again that you know this is completely supposition but yeah i think i think that uh there are some things that can't be quantified but maybe so and uh but yeah we we definitely did a lot of research on that kind of stuff um you know the stargate stuff is also connected to the eniad which by the way gene roddenberry was part of that project. It's also connected to uh, SRI, who, by the way, the whole Stargate thing, you know they went to Egypt and did, like, stuff around the pyramids? Yeah. This wasn't just science, dude. Come on, man. Why did you need to be in Giza, like, on a full moon or whatever it was? You know, this wasn't just science then again, maybe, like I said, I don't know, you know, I don't know about the moon and all this. Maybe there is some weird technology behind some of this stuff, and they were genuinely researching it. Um, But that's another reason why the whole, like, the satanic thing uh, can sometimes be a red herring, because sometimes it's occultic. Sometimes it's satanic. Sometimes it's cultic. Other times it's completely secular, but uses what would be, like, to the naked eye appears occulted because like I said, that stuff, like they were, uh, what are these, uh, voodoo practitioners doing? What are these holy rollers doing? You know, uh, uh, figuring out these different altered states and how to create them. Like there is something to that. Mm. There is something to Like there is some way that like, there's some things that voodoo practitioners have done that are hard to explain, you know, like how did that person climb up that tree? Uh, uh without the use of their arm, you know like weird stuff okay dude
2: had you heard uh, both of you guys I- i'm real interested to see if you've heard or looked into adolfo constanzo this uh narco uh he's a narco uh satanist
1: is this my, my, uh, the uh, the Matakumbe cult yeah. metamoros metamoros yeah. cult yeah yeah
2: oh, with the uh, apollo yeah. and all that that weird black magic and shit
0: see see my my view on that stuff because like our media painted that as like uh you know oh look at these crazy foreign you know criminals blah 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 but what do we know about the cartels we know they're basically fucking uh the mexican arm of the cia you know (laughs) so (laughs) i feel like this stuff you know while the, the media admits that they do this type of black magic at that level because you know oh they're criminals But those people literally work with our intelligence offices. You know, I'm sure that the the rituals and stuff that they do are no different than fucking, uh, you know, John Kerry, Hillary Clinton, fucking uh, Jared Kushner, whatever do. You know, I just feel like through our eyes, we just feel like, oh, that's dirty and foreign. That's, you know, ridiculous. But yeah,
2: I mean, Bill Clinton was known to to communicate with Aristide right out of out of Haiti and i mean they were practicing voodoo supposedly there's a commercial of bill gates or i'm sorry bill clinton um you know a a voodoo commercial i don't know if you guys had happened to see that i'll I'll show it here to you guys if you haven't seen it it's uh it's like a band commercial and supposedly he was wearing the same underwear for a week leading up to his 92 election um i guess he ended up getting like taken over he's now like the subservient of aristide and i don't even know if Aristide's even alive now but he talks about hillary clinton as a necromancer and communicates with eleanor roosevelt still to this day and just i mean they they say this flat out and to your point james i don't think at all that that the practices of like nigerian politicians or kenyan politicians or cuba which is where this palo comes from that um constanza was practicing I don't think that, that any of the stuff that these people do in the Western government, right? United States, the Five Eyes, right? I don't think that that anything that they do is different from these guys, man. Because, yeah, it's all the same power structure at the top. Um, but what's interesting to me, especially about Adolfo Constanza's thing, is these, you know, he's connected with Mexican branches of Interpol, right? Like the highest level of the Mexican law enforcement. He's friends with this dude. He's friends with, uh, I forget the, the family name. I just did a, a quick episode on it. Um, basically, the biggest crime family in Mexico. He's friends with both these guys. He's sacrificing lion cubs, zebras, boa constrictors, all these different things in order to bless this narcotics shipment, right? So they're blessing this. And meanwhile, he's telling his, his friends in the federal government, hey, look the other way this day. I'm going to give you, this guy's giving me $40,000. I'll throw you $10,000. But that doesn't mean that these people aren't doing some horrible shit. Because once, even when he killed this family, this dude, like, he killed them violently. They ripped the spinal cords out of these people. They ripped their, their brains out, their hearts, and they put them in their cauldron. It's like a Nangan or something, where they put 28 sticks in a cauldron. They put brain. They put, like, all the stuff that of human human remains. And it supposedly feeds this spirit and these people practice this shit, man. So if this high level, as you say, James, this this asset of the CIA, which I'm not disagreeing with you, in Mexico is doing this, are they doing it for fun or are they doing it because it has some sort of real world effect? Is there a ripple effect from this kind of dark
0: energy? I think, I mean, uh, people at that level of power aren't going to waste their time doing something that uh, doesn't have effect, you know. Millionaires sure. don't do astrology, but billionaires sure seem to. <laughs> you know, <laughs> JP Morgan. Oh yeah, fucking um Bloomberg got a Temple of Mithras uh, statue traveled all the way God, I Oh nice. Can't can't for- forget where it was, but yeah, brought an original Temple of Mithras statue and has it in the bottom of the basement of uh the Bloomberg Tower. Like why the why why would you do that you know but yeah no i I, and i like i said i i think that's why we're pushed uh so much into materialism and i think that's why so much of the religion that we have access to is you know like these shitty tv preachers Or, you know, the rapist (laughs) fucking Catholic priest, you know, we have all these toxic ones that they put out there. Mm -hmm. So that way people are like, oh, well that's you know, that's not for me. This is clearly bad. But you know
1: makes the job so much easier for the Lucian Greaves and the and remember the internet skeptics from the two thousands, twenty tens, the door shipping atheists? Like, you know, it makes like Joel Austin. And you know, whether it's the Southern Baptists or the Mormons or the Catholics or whoever has got their child rape scandal in this week, um, you know, those people don't even just hurt their own religion or denomination, they hurt religion, yeah, because like the people who hate religion, they don't care which religion is doing something, they'll point it out look, look, and that, and that, and that, and that. So, all these people of all religions. Who are hypocrites or using religion for politics or power or, you know, their own, you know, dirty, disgusting desires. Those people are hurting all religion. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why I think it's important that people who are religious, you need to call that stuff out, okay? Like, you've got to. You've got to make sure that people realize that's not all of us, you know? Because that's what a lot of people hate religion and religious people because of that. Like I remember once, you know, uh with a friend uh, that I'd recently met, we're hanging out, we're having dinner at his house. We have a, a a couple of beers, we smoke smoke some bud. And then uh we're talking and I don't remember even when what brought it up and that's well, blah, blah 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 and I bring up Jesus and or that I'm a Christian or whatever. And he's like, "Hey, what what? You're a Christian?" And at first I'm like, "Oh, no." It's because I'm drinking and smoking, is it? And I was like, yeah, why do you ask? He's like, because you're not judgmental. All, all, all the Christians I've met are really judgy. And I'm like, great, awesome. Okay, so check it out. <laughs> the whole thing Jesus was here to do was be like, hey, you guys, you hypocrites, stop acting like you're better than everybody else. Like, look at Jesus. How many times does he yell at someone or get angry? flip tables on Uh, a few times how many times how many times does he do that to a non-religious person wait a minute no it turns out the tax collector and the prostitute and the thieves he's really kind to them he'll sit and you know uh share his bottle of wine with any of the sinners you know he's right there at the tavern like hey tell me about your troubles buddy you know it's the religious people going we're better than everyone and you're a terrible person, and you're ruining the way we do things. And he's like, uh, you know, I just talked to God. He's my dad, by the way. <laughs> and he was telling me, you guys are full of it, and you're what's wrong with religion. And guess what? Those same Pharisees, those the Sadducees were a different sect, but like they they wanted to use religion as a form of networking. Which, by the way, you see the the the, the fundamental evangel uh, evangelists. And though we don't really believe in Christianity, but it's a good way to network for business. Those same two types still dominate many churches Mm. to this day. Oh, man.
2: Yeah, man. Have you put much thought into uh, the Vatican being uh, like an Atonist group, like the ones that worship like Akhenaten?
1: Okay. I I, I try to be very careful here with with the Latter-day Saints and with. Uh, the Catholic Church. Okay. I believe that it, at the top levels of the Vatican and at the top levels, uh, or portions of the top levels of the LDS, there is a mystery religion. Mm. And in the case of the Vatican, it's very obvious that they stole some Babylonian, Sumerian, and Egyptian. Like, Where'd you get that hat? Yeah. Why does it look like the priest of Dagon, the Philistinian deity? Like, what does that Austin, have to do with right? Jesus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All this stuff—it's like, like that. You know, you're doing something there, guys, and I see it. You know, that being said, I would never like. You know, like Jack Chick was really mean to Catholics in his Chick Tracks. Um, like, oh, you're all in a cult. You're going to hell. No, like if you if you if you follow the words in red and ask for forgiveness, you're saved. That's how I believe. That's what I believe, you know, okay. and I don't care. I don't care if you're a Seventh-day Adventist or an LDS or a, a a branch friggin' Davidian, you know. If yeah. you follow the words in red and ask for forgiveness, you are saved. That's the rules. It's really simple, folks. Uh, But, yeah, no, um, like, a, a, as far as the whole, yeah, yeah, I, I do believe, like, the the LDS, by the way. There's a ridiculous amount of connections to Freemasonry. Yeah, there and, is. Yeah. Like the stuff that you don't learn until you get into the temple, right down to the handshakes. You know, yeah. like it's it's very obvious, you know. And and there are even like academics, both Freemasons and LDS historians, who have written on this. This isn't conspiracy theory stuff. This is in the journals, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, also, just speaking of the LDS, I find it very interesting. Uh, back in the late 90s when i was a very different person and the counterculture is gonna save the world and i was really into transhumanism whoa it's gonna be so cool when we like are made of computers uh not so sure about that now yeah. um uh, but i was a member of the world transhumanist uh yahoo group and like eliezer Yukowski and nick bostrom and all these guys are posting in this group and i'm getting you know The messages like this is like 1998 1999 it turns out that group rebranded uh years ago like late 2000s or sometime in the early 2010s they're now humanity plus also known as h plus and there's a lot of lds members which i just found like like wow you know yeah yeah uh so uh, what was
2: this group that you mentioned and that nick bostrom was a part of you said
1: the uh, the uh, well, it was the World Transhumanist Association at the time, and Nick Bosser, of course, is the simulation theory guy. Yeah. Elie Eliezer Yudkowsky was working on the singularity, and, and oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, in between Robert Anton Wilson and Serial Experiment Lane, like, it, I mean, like, I'd already read Burroughs, you know, I'd already read Burroughs, and so, like, You're talking about like the specimen,
2: uh, What's that. Are you talking about from Burroughs this the book called The Specimen or or which one had you read or or just a lot oh, of his work?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even just his work, but like especially a lot of his uh his talks and things, which where he gets into a lot of the weird, like fringe, uh paranormal and pseudoscience type stuff. Uh, some of which I don't even know if he really believed, because I think he was sort of a troll sometimes too. And uh but, yeah, no, by the way, I've been uh, uh, collecting some of the Burroughs files, too, as well. So that'll be something I can't wait to have the time yeah, to look through.
2: That'll be a blast to to learn about him more, because I'm reading this mm-hmm. book right now called The Specimen, and I'm sure that you've heard of it. I, it's from him, if we're thinking of the same Burroughs. I I, I would assume so, because it seems – I don't know. Have you, have you read that book? Uh, no, no. So it's basically saying that, like, Jesus was a test tube baby? And and like he was coming, he came from aliens and this is why he had some supernatural powers and shit like that. I don't believe <laughs> it because I lean towards Christianity myself, right? but I like to entertain these ideas and to look at them, right? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I think it's important. I mean, it, so this is one thing like I, 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 the reason that I lean towards Christianity, my audience knows, but, you know, it's because these one world religion pushers. The United Nations, the World Economic Forum, the elite seem to be very anti-Jesus and very anti-Christian. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so that is, I reverse engineer it just in my head. It's a very basic way to think. But I'm like, okay, if these people that are fucking my life over as much as they possibly can don't like this guy and what he represents, I'm going to like this guy. Yeah, I'm going to follow this guy
1: a little bit, right? And I'm
2: not hook, line and sinker on Christianity. But I lean towards it big time. I, I still mm-hmm. consider myself agnostic, but man, and, is it compelling! By the
1: way, you were talking about like beliefs and things like that's that's one thing that uh, I'm glad I picked up during my Robert Anton Wilson days. Like the idea of juggling different reality tunnels and belief systems. Like you know, I think that can be valuable, and I think it's also good to like I look at things that I don't believe at all, and then see try to like reverse engineer why to be. Like, you know, people talk about the reptilians thing. Like, I, I sometimes, like, okay, listen, sociopaths rule the world, right? Yeah. By nature, the fact that they're ruthless. Sociopaths operate on the reptilian brain, the brainstem, which only cares about feeding, fighting, fucking, and survival, right? Mm-hmm. So, in a sense, on some metaphorical level, there are ancient reptilians, the ancient reptilian brain, who run the world.
2: <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay? Dude. Okay, okay. well, So, so have you, have you heard of, and, and hopefully my audience isn't tired of hearing about the Lucius trust, but have you heard of the Lucius trust?
1: Mm, the, the, theosophy stuff is very, very interesting to me too. Yeah. Yeah. It started out as the Lucifer trust publishing company by, uh, uh, was that, was that Alice Bailey,
2: Alison Foster Bailey. Yeah. They started off Lu- Lucifer publishing and, um, and man, they're the they... only
1: ones with a chapel in the UN. Yeah, they sure the are. The Lucifer people are the only, the Lucifer people. They're are the behind that meditation room. You know, the UN. Yeah. If you want to pray, it has to be in the Lucifer building or yeah. in the Lucifer room. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've got and that room there. They changed there. it to Lucis, but it started out as like Lucifer uh, publication or Lucifer Trust, and and then I guess one day they were like, hey, you know, maybe we maybe we blend in more if we didn't make it sound like satan incorporated you know well, they wanted and to work worked. with the
2: u.n they wanted work. exactly right. yeah yeah and, yeah you know foster working with the u.n and then alice being like this supposed medium for like you know kuthumi and jule cool and all these people that are or entities i should say um they yeah, uh, you that. Know, yeah. this high level spiritual organization this is my big problem with spirituality i think that it is pushed onto people because how many times do you hear people say, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual, right? <laughs> right? These are people that are that are trying to rebel so far against religion that I think they're getting pushed right into the darkness. I think they're getting pushed into the hands of some entities that could potentially take over their soul or whatever we want to say. And the, the Lucius Trust, again, the spiritual leaders of the UN actually say that when their god that they call Maitreya, the fifth and final Buddha, Maitreya, when, yeah. once he comes back. He's going to bring with him all the spirits that have been guiding the world's elite, the educationers, all these people. So that makes me kind of, in a weird way, believe that this lizard people theory could actually be something. Because these psychos believe in it. Now, these people know some shit that, that we don't know, right? I mean, the, the people at the highest levels of society within the UN and the WEF and all this shit. Even though you're a very well-researched dude and, and James gets into his stuff and I get into my stuff, they will always know some things that we just don't know. Unless, oh, of
1: course, yeah. And, yeah, unless yeah. you're maybe
2: like a high-level Mason and I didn't know that or something. Right,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like like you were saying in the, the, the joke about becoming a cardinal. Yeah, I mean, like last I checked, I don't have keys to the Vatican basement, so I don't know a lot of things that there are to know. Someone knows these things. Yes. Some. I, I would like to know some of those things that they hid away for hundreds of years and probably still have to hide away sometime. Uh, do you guys remember the story? What was the, the Adam and Eve something? The book from like 1967? The CIA? That the CIA. <laughs> yeah. That. Like, come on, man. Why would yeah. the CIA suppress the publication of a science fiction novel? <clears throat> no 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 come on man it's a science fiction novel so it's untrue then uh then what what are you hiding there mr cia come on
0: the uh on on that note of uh with you saying like all all those spirits will be unveiled um fucking i mean like for one that rock in japan that cracked like earlier this year that was supposed to house an ancient
1: solar temple that was just uncovered in Egypt. Yeah, dude, every week. It's another one of those, like,
0: like the the opening
1: of a horror movie, except it's a different place. Every, like, you know, the the exorcist opening scene and they're like, Oh look, it's a statue of Pazuzu. Like one of those moments every week now.
0: Yeah. there, There were these, uh, like five legged, like, ancient ancient gigantic statues like it was like five-legged human head but like kind of a dog body and they were all in Iraq. it was one of the first things that isis destroyed there's one remaining in a museum in chicago i think but they uh basically they were supposed to be created to fight off demons so you have all of these things that it's you know it's like cranking up cern you know destroying ancient artifacts that house demon, like it's like why if if this stuff wasn't real why would you go through that
1: effort yeah let's not do that oh my gosh yeah
2: so james you said that these things were dog bodies with human heads i'm gonna try and look this up
0: yeah let me there's a hold up let me find there's a good video on rumble by this alternative historian Sorry, I'm on my phone running errands. You just, no, guys good. Get to see how cold my area is. <laughs> well, no, I, I saw you in Walmart
2: a second ago. That's yeah. nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. there. so also the, uh, the the Hoover Dam explosion seemed to be really swept under the rug. And then for whatever reason, Pelosi is in Taiwan, which, I mean, if if all these things are true about China and Pelosi and Biden and all these other people... Why the fuck is Pelosi in Taiwan? I mean, 700,000 people were watching her Air Force One plane, and she is using an Air Force One plane, by the way, fly over, you know, again, 700,000 people. This is the most tracked airline of all time. And why Why is she there in Taiwan? And, you know, there's tanks set up on the Chinese beach that's facing Taiwan right now. Um There's something fucking going on right now, and I don't know exactly what it is. I'm not trying to be like a fear porn pusher, but there is some big deal going on, I think, before these midterms in the United States, right? There's something. I don't know what it is. I don't know if you guys have any ideas, but maybe some sort of martial law or something.
0: Yeah. (sighs) Fuck, man.
2: I hate to be fear Uh, porn. I I don't like that,
0: but... but... And fucking, I mean, man, just the way that with droughts are and all the different ways they're shutting down farmers. Every day I see a new story like, and it's funny, I have a top badge on my Facebook, like common commenter for this bullshit local news station here, just because every post I... I just comment on it's like oh spreading fear porn, but now the FDA <laughs> is going to crack down on salmonella. Apparently, one in twenty five chickens have salmonella, and it's like oh okay. Let me guess, you're going to have to throw away half our fucking food, you know? Like j- just they're being. They're diagnosing
2: this, James. They're diagnosing it with a PCR test, and, and that's exactly. the same way that they're doing it with the monkeypox. So and and, um,
0: and and shingles is a common side effect of the shot. Yeah. And monkeypox is basically fucking shingles, you know. Well, th- <sighs>
2: that ties in with the whole. All this stuff is so thin. It ties in uh, with the board ape shit, dude. The monkeypox, right? Oh, I mean, that's like yeah. another thing. They were and, pushing... then, and then
0: the fucking monkeys that in uh, they were doing, gosh, whoa some kind of research on that truck yeah. full of monkeys. One got out and bit the lady. Yeah, that's definitely like a a, a meme this year. Well, like...
2: and then also Kanye West, his only single that he's released this year the cover of that single is it's with the game i think it's the The game game, yeah it was uh it was a monkey that had uh its face was cut off right
0: looked like super gruesome like a just a skinned monkey even as a metal musician like that that's not something i'd use so for a pop (laughs) artist to use that you know like it was just like oh they're really doing some fucking sigil magic right here you know well, I've seen your guys' art too. It's got like an asshole just gaped open on the, on the on
2: the t shirt. So yeah, no, I mean, if it's too much for you guys, that is definitely too much for for most people. And yeah, I mean, Kanye is is arguably the biggest musician alive right now. I mean, I don't know how you really quantify that. Timber, I don't know who could yeah
0: rival that. I mean, probably. And like, as far as like actual creative output, you know, influence. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, dude, it is uh there is definitely some dark stuff going on and and just how it all ties together is uh beyond us, I think, but it's fun to try and speculate for sure. It looks like you're looking up something there, Philip. What do you got?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I just got sent something. Um speaking of the satanic panic or the satanic temple, they are trying to sue more people. Yeah. Who so- are they suing? Um, a TikToker. Well, to be fair, to be fair. Now, listen, guys, let's hear the satanic temple out. (laughs) This this lady, come on. I mean, I don't know what she was thinking. She pointed out that, um, Lucian Greaves used to be friends with Milo Yiannopoulos, which by the way, he also refused to do a speech around the time of Charlottesville. You remember Augustus Saul Invictus? He was running for office in Florida. He spoke at Charlottesville. He was a literal uh occultist fascist. Like, and by the way, I don't get why like groups like Adam waffen Order of Nine Angles and the Base, and these literal satanic neo Nazis never make the news. We focus on you know, feds like the Proud Boys instead of feds like Adam waffen. I mean Do you think both Adam Waffen are feds? Yes. Oh, they definitely have ties. Um you remember that there was a bookstore recently. Uh, by the way, that like in the the Order of Nine Angles guy. By the way, has a connection to a Gladio group. Um, yeah, there 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 are you know definitely enough in dangling alliances we we could put it uh, to connect O9A uh, and and some of these uh, and Adam Waffen to like you know uh, a, at least suspect that there is some some sort of federal ties and in some cases like like the bookstore owner who, like, the feds gave him a hundred thousand, like, over a hundred thousand dollars to run a, you know, basically selling, like, esoteric Hitlerist texts and things like that. Um, But, yeah, I know the satanic temple threatened a lawsuit in part for the TikToker referencing the long ago, quote, long ago friendship of TST leader Greg Stevens, and that's the other one I was thinking of, is Kevin Sollings, Greg Stevens, and Lucian Graves, a.k.a. Douglas Messico. Um, <laughs> Greg Stevens and neo-Nazi launderer Milo Yiannopoulos. By long ago, they, of course, meant at least 2016. And it shows a picture of them together in 2016. Which, by the way, Kevin Solings is also against school integration.
0: Who's Just like Kevin Joe Biden,
1: uh Another one of the founders of the Satanic, satanic Temple. Like Those Joe Biden, guys, I guess, I guess he doesn't want his kids to grow up in a racial jungle. <laughs> that was that's our president. They're like, we got to get rid of this racist president. Let's get rid. Let's get the guy who said gays shouldn't be allowed to serve in politics in like, like the nineteen nineties. We're not talking about <laughs> the nineteen. It was like the nineteen nineties, and they asked him, and he's like, "Yeah, no, yeah, I don't think they should be able to uh, have ranking positions. No, no." Like, this is in the 90s, man. Well, and look at his cabinet Um,
2: now. Half of them are either gay or trans or or whatever.
1: Well, he's got to make it look like he wasn't racist. Like, he was a segregationist, like, as of, like, remember just, just, just like eight years ago. Remember him running for president and saying, you know, bragging about how, oh, yeah, no, we'll get along in the South. Delaware was a slave state. He's like, this is the same guy. (laughs) <laughs> delaware was a slave state this is how he's selling himself you know and now he's like and if you don't like people who like slavery and segregation you ain't black yeah um, mr biden Man. i'm aware that you're experiencing cognitive difficulties but uh <laughs> my question do you, do you
2: guys think that he is an actual person at this point Oh man, there's a there's the footage uh, of him being like very I've two seen different people. Some of the
1: videos where yeah yeah, yeah no blinking.
2: Yeah. Uh, like, He's sitting here just.
1: I talking. think I don't think it's a robot. I don't think it's a clone. It's it's like modafinil, or they've got him <laughs> on a series of drugs that they give to people with Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, and in fact, they're giving him the stuff that civilians don't get—the stuff that like. <laughs> That only the military and our eighty-eight-year-old Congress. Uh, oh my God! Speaking of which, by the way, another tangent. But did you see that speech Pelosi was given like the other day? And I was just listening, and I'm like, "You're the Speaker of the House, and you cannot even speak English."
2: What was she, she cannot... talking about?
1: I. You'd have no idea. <laughs> yeah, no, it was possible. You've got
0: to gotta look it up. Honestly, uh, you it'd, can, it'd be worth you explaining. can read the
1: transcript. And you still won't know. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys could find that, I wish I could find it off the top of my head, but oh my gosh. It's I'll like, it th- I remember like as far back as, as 2015, I remember both Pelosi and McCain. I saw a, a sudden and swift decline around the same time around 2015. Uh, you remember when, uh, Nancy Pelosi kept calling, uh, Trump Bush and you know, we, we, we we've got to do something about Bush, and or, or Trump, you know. But like, it's really sad and scary to say Joe is not any better, you know. Mexican Americans are a lot like tacos. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, is this are you it?
2: for real? It's from August
0: twentieth.
1: No, no, no. This would be like in the last week.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. I'm gonna look up on Duck Duck Go. Like, I just maybe like Pelosi word salad speech. Okay, because uh, I'm one of those things either. that yeah, like it was not really covered by the media because it's one of those things that was like, you know, holy shit. I mean, Is this it? No,
2: it's 2020 again. Um, yeah, man, I'm not seeing anything too. I mean, obviously, they're gonna try and suppress it pretty well if
0: it's bad uh-huh. I honestly was gonna... it's kind of surprising neither of us have found it yet let me while you're looking i know
2: i know while you're looking i'm so gonna bring I this bring up seven. can can you see this here this white magic versus black magic because you're, you're talking about how biden because i was going to ask you do you think trolling kind of rules the world do you think that people that are at the highest of society just troll constantly because why
1: i I, I think i think trolling is a good good term to use like even if it's not an exact term i think like like you know something i've said for years like okay did you see where trump like he was going he said he announced he was going to uh um uh uh endorse one of the candidates and i can't even remember the state off the top of my head and both of them are named eric right okay And and I saw like tweets of dude, he should just say I endorse Eric, and he did. And so they both like bragged about how I'm so glad that Trump endorsed me. I am the true MAGA candidate. My other candidate is a rhino. They both both of them this like almost identical talking about how I'm glad Trump endorsed me. That other guy was nothing like me. I'm the MAGA guy, and it's like like dude, that's that is some high caliber trolling, okay? It, well, dude, like, I mean I don't, about, I don't support a lot of what Trump did, but as a troll, he was Andy Warhol. He was <laughs> dude. Okay, here's here's Andy Kaufman, here's Donald Trump, here's Andy Warhol. That's I mean, when it comes to like like world class, like change the world through trolling trolls. That's that's going to be, like, uh, you know, I, I, I might be missing some people, but, like, those are three that I definitely believe are, like, you know, just take the cake. And, yes, like, the Keck thing, like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, yeah and by the way, the Keck thing, I'm pretty sure is tied to Discordianism. I can't quite prove that, but there's way too much uh, about the whole Keck and Chaos thing. Well, it's World of Warcraft. Of Discordianism.
2: It's World of Warcraft, oh, yeah, bedtime, yeah, yeah. right? And then it's the Korean version of LOL. And I mean, something right. just said right there. I hate to beat a dead horse, but tying back to the Black Magic, I'm the real MAGA candidate, right? MAGA <laughs> yeah. means witch. It's
0: yeah.
1: witch, right? Right. No. I think it's Latin. It, it was.
0: It, it, we've been like, it, it, you know, it, it started out like in the early 2000s with like, oh, look at the hand signs that they're doing. you know but it's like progressively becoming more and more blatant like i think we're being subjected to it may not be all one group like they may be battling and whatnot but the elites are subjecting us to increasing amounts of you know (laughs) magic like the the whole trump campaign all that stuff he does hand symbols all the time some of the ways that he repeats phrases and i mean just maga over and over all of these things Super occulted, you know, and and I feel like just at every level, you know, it may not be all one force subjecting us to it, but I I feel like are we like the the barrier between like just tangible reality and like the supernatural is becoming thinner and thinner, you know. But also, I found that Pelosi video
2: know what to do guys if you want to hear the rest of the conversation between me and mostly phil because james does bail out a little after this point phil and i continue talking about uh kai the hitchhiker and a few other very interesting things awesome work from both these guys man support all three of us i told you where to find them you can find me at patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast guys we all appreciate the support take care